welcome to the BCMA podcast. I'm your host today, Leah Patterson. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Kirsten Hodge. Kirsten, do you want to take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Kirsten Hodge, and I am the museum director at the Pacific Museum of Earth. Thank you. So for this special series, we're highlighting the individuals nominated for the BC Museum Association Distinguished Service Award. And this award recognizes an individual who has made a unique and outstanding contribution on a regional, provincial, or national basis to the arts, culture, and heritage fields over an extended period of time. Um, Kirsten, congratulations on your nomination. Thank you so much. It's very exciting to be nominated. What got you started in the museum sector? So I finished my PhD in geophysics at the University of British Columbia in 2012. And uh, at that time I was working in the fluid dynamics lab, thinking about how volcanoes work. And so I was very much on a research track, but after I graduated, I was sort of in a position that I'm sure a lot of graduate students face throughout their uh, studies where I wasn't really convinced that I wanted to pursue a career in research. And so I took a job in teaching because I, I loved uh, interacting with students and, and teaching. And so I, I started at UBC, the University of British Columbia, as a sessional instructor right after I graduated in 2012. And it was sort of around that time, uh, maybe it was about a year into that job, that I learned that the Pacific Museum of Earth, which was the Earth Science Museum that was sort of embedded into the Department of Earth, Ocean and Atmospheric Sciences where I was teaching, they were advertising a staff position. There was only one staff in the museum at the time. And so I I just jumped at the opportunity because I'd always been drawn to this intersection of art and science and specifically thinking about how we present science in clear and beautiful ways that really draws people in and gets them excited about the natural world and also helps them understand how our planet works and how we can take care of it. And so the museum seemed like this great marriage between those two realms. And I've, you know, I have this background in earth sciences from my undergraduate degree and my graduate degree, but I also have a background in art history and design from my undergrad and also just sort of my own personal interest. And so this position was, was sort of literally my dream job. I don't really like the idea of dream <laughs> jobs, but it was sort of an ideal um, position to be in at the time. That's awesome. So that's uh, roughly 10, almost 10 years at the museum. Yeah, I, I was, you know, when I was thinking about this interview and I was like, I have almost been here for a decade. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So when you think about uh, the last 10 years, what is the most exciting or rewarding moment that you've had? Oh, there's been so many. I mean, I actually think that working in a museum in general is pretty exciting. Uh, I'm sure most people would say that. But I think one, one moment that really stands out for me in the last five years anyways, was the first time that I brought my oldest daughter to visit the museum. And she was about three at the time. She's five now. Mm -hmm. And I brought her to work with me before this a handful of times when she was younger. But that was, you know, quickly to run in to grab something out of my office on the weekend or, you know, just to go through on the way to something else. And so this particular time was the first time that she really 
engage with the exhibits and I could sort of see her in the space, seeing my work and seeing what I had created in the museum. And I just remember this moment really stuck with me because for weeks she talked about it and she just kept saying, you, you work there? Like that's where you, that's where you work. And I don't even if it knew at that age if she understood what that meant, but it was almost like I'd taken her to the coolest playground and said, this is my office. Like I drop you off at daycare, but I come here for the day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, like seeing her see the space and like, see the work that I had put into the space was so powerful. And I've seen so many kids go through the museum, like hundreds of thousands of other people's kids, but it was totally different when it was my own kid because, you know, she sees me in the realm of, of uh, parenthood and in our home and, you know, our extracurricular stuff on the weekends. And she doesn't see me in my job, which is such a big part of uh, my life as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was, it was a really rewarding moment for me as a parent, um, just to, you know, feel proud of the work that I've done and, the, and what we've created in the museum. That's really sweet. That's really like a precious moment. <laughs> so what does it mean to you to be nominated for the Distinguished Service Award? Oh, it feels, it feels great. I mean, we are a tiny, tiny museum. And I think often our work gets overlooked for these types of awards. And so, yeah, it feels really special to be recognized for our work, um, my work in particular, and this is award um, that I was nominated for, you know, and, and especially now in this year where literally the world's been flipped on its head and we've, I mean, we've changed how we do pretty much everything in the museum. And there were so many days in the last, you know, 18 months where it just felt like we were moving backwards. (laughs) And, you know, and I, and I think that really when I, when I'm, you know, standing here today and I can sort of reflect on the last 18 months and then, you know, even the last decade of, of the work that we've done in the museum, I really think that we've sort of seized the moment of the pandemic. And um, I always like to say we've taken the pandemic lemons and made really great lemonade (laughs) um, with this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a crazy, crazy year. For you, what does it mean to serve within the field or within the community, I guess, especially in the pandemic? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, working in a science museum uh, means that I get to influence how the public engages with science and particularly the science that shapes our planet and other planets too, because we do have some planetary science themed exhibits at our museum and workshops. But more specifically, I get to help inspire young people like my, ch- my own children, but, but also other people's young, young people to pursue careers in science. I think, you know, when I talk to scientists about their story or about what got them into the field and what sparked their interest in science, there's always, um, there's always that, turning point where people say, oh, it was this particular event or it was this particular person that convinced me or or made me curious about science. And I always think, you know, if we can be part of that story for someone, then that's a really unique opportunity. And, you know, of course, the goal isn't just to decide people's career paths, but really just to invite people into a conversation about how our world works and to do it in an informal way that's not inside of a classroom. And this is why I really love the concept of informal learning spaces, which you know, museums are, 
are great spaces to learn that, mm. um, you know, they're, they're pretty non-intimidating places and you often end up learning something kind of on accident. Like you'll be playing with a game in a museum or, or reading a bit here, here or there, or just wandering around. And you often take something away from it that can be more powerful than, a, a, you know, being in a classroom for a whole year sometimes. And so I, you know, I see my role in the museum in, in particular because I have a science background, but I see it as being the link between the scientists and, you know, we are embedded within an academic department at a university. So I'm, I'm actually quite um, close with a lot of the scientists, but I, I see my, my role is linking them with the public. And so I spend quite a bit of time thinking about how we as scientists tell our stories and how we make them approachable to people who don't have science background, how we make them engaging to younger audiences and really how we make it meaningful to the public in general. Um, I'm really passionate about scientific communication and and creating a, a scientifically literate community. I also am an instructor at UBC as well. So I get to do this at the undergraduate level. But, you know, in my opinion, a lot of these conversations start at science museums and science centers like the Pacific Museum of Earth. So I think it's a really unique position to be in within our community. Mm -hmm. When you think about the changes in the sector that you've seen, what do you think the future holds? Well, um, change is an interesting thing right now because I think that the last two years has been an example of change that literally no one could have imagined yeah. <laughs> for the museum sector. And so, you know, as a lot of museums have shifted their programming and their engagement strategies into the virtual world, as we have done at the Pacific Museum of Earth. And honestly, it's been so great to see how well those changes have been received. And I think, you know, I think about the future and, and right now we're sort of living in this realm of like, we've had a year of, of virtual programming and a year of virtual exhibits. And now we're seeing how it's being taken when a, a lot of people, like we're now back open to the public, which we weren't for a year. Um, but now we're sort of seeing how those two worlds are going to come together. And, and I think really we're going to see a lot more connection between groups who may not have connected in a pre-pandemic world due to, for example, something as simple as geographic location or any other factors that would prohibit people from accessing these museums or, or various learning spaces that they couldn't unless they were able to do it virtually. And yeah, I really think it's it's become a wonderful opportunity in an otherwise like pretty chaotic time in the last, you know, sort of 18 months to two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really love seeing all of the virtual tour options. I think it's been like so fun to be able to step out of my home and into a place I have never been, especially places that I haven't traveled through before. Yeah, this it's almost like limitless now, the, the amount of <laughs> <laughs> museums and spaces that you can visit. And a lot of it's, you know, for just online for free. So yeah, it's been really great. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chat with me. Um, congratulations again on your nomination and good luck. Thank you so much. It was really nice chatting with you too. For our listeners, you can find additional interviews with distinguished service nominees, highlights of all the nominations for the awards of merit, and your opportunity to cast your vote for the People's Choice Award at www.museum.bc.ca slash awards. Thanks for listening.